0: The great thing about Rubens' oil sketches is that they bring you right up close to the artist, almost as if you were watching him at work. Much of Rubens' work was produced on a large scale, sometimes a quite overwhelmingly huge scale, for the most powerful men and women of Europe. Yet his ideas were often set down to start with in the form of an oil sketch, something quite intimate in the scale. The example in the art Grove of New South Wales shows Constantine investing Crispus with command of the fleet. This composition was destined to be woven in tapestry as one of a series of the life of Constantine. It had next to be turned into a full scale cartoon, that is to say, a coloured drawing on paper, and that cartoon, or a copy of it, would then be used in the process of weaving a tapestry. In doing this, the design gets reversed, so as you can see, Rubens anticipated this by showing Constantine handing over the orb with his left hand and Crispus receiving it with his left hand. This means, of course, that the whole composition is really supposed to be seen the other way around, Rubens thinking of the whole thing in reverse. It would really make sense to flip the image horizontally when reproducing it. All Rubens' oil sketches are painted on an oak panel, which has first been primed with a white chalk ground. Rubens then liked the whiteness of the ground to be knocked back with thinly applied wide brushstrokes of dilute brown paint. You can easily see these running horizontally across the panel and then on the right there's a curved vertical brush stroke to finish off up that side. Actually you could take this picture as an example of how artists exploit the transparency of oil paint to build up their pictures in layers. Often it's difficult to see down into the lower levels of an oil painting but in a sketch like this it's quite easy. The result is that you get a feeling for the sequence of processes which have gone into the making of the painting, and that's really rather exciting. You can then explore the picture, detail by detail, and see how Rubens builds up the scene with a brilliant swiftness and sureness of touch, which truly is incredible. Whatever it is he wants, he seems to always know exactly what to do to get a particular effect with just a few touches of paint. A few pink and peachy colours with dribbles here and there of white and yellow paint, and there you have it. The emperor is dressed in the richest toga you could possibly imagine of pink, shot with gold. On the right, Crispus has steel armour. The breastplate has a warm, shimmering iridescence where the colour of the golden cloak is reflected in it. But in the skirt of overlapping metal plates, the metal is cold because it here reflects the sky. This area is worked up with more attention to detail than the rest of the sketch, and you can see the gilded decorations on the sheath of the sword and on each of the metal plates of the skirt. It feels as if you can read all this detail, but when you look closely you find that there's so little paint applied that actually you can still see the streaky texture of the underpainting showing through. Rubens only used just as much paint and just as much effort as was needed. This is especially true of the winged figure of a victory who appears between the two men. Her draperies seem transparent, but there's nothing under them. The whole figure is transparent, like a ghost. The wings are no more than a few strokes of white and grey paint, and yet there they are, wings. This sketch was made by Rubens in Paris around the year 1622 when he received a commission from the French Royal Tapestry Factory to design a set of tapestries on the story of the Roman Emperor Constantine. There's a debate about whether the tapestries were intended for the French king, Louis XIII. Eager to be regarded the greatest king in Christendom, the king would have appreciated the implied comparison with Constantine, who was the Roman Emperor who first introduced Christianity. Various episodes of Constantine's life were represented and in this one he hands over command of his fleet to his son, Crispus. This is represented allegorically by the rudder which Crispus has received and holds in his right hand and the orb which Constantine lets roll off the end of his hand into his son's grasp. Crispus's command of the seas is reflected in the figure of the sea god, Neptune, who sits on the ground behind holding his three-pronged trident. His silver hair seems to reflect the blue sky and whilst this doesn't seem particularly convincing it does make the figure look watery as if seawater is dripping from his head. This is really an amazing picture because on the one hand it's just a quick sketch and yet on the other it's a fully worked out picture which you can explore and find new details in each time your eye travels round the course. It may be quite a modest picture in scale but you cannot doubt that you're in the presence of a really great artist.